Welcome to Tranos and the Lived Experience, a podcast confronting current events, politics, comedy, and calamity, all from the perspective of a trans titaness. She's a verbal black belt, skilled in the art of roasting, the hellmouth, doomsayer, CEO of the Amazon position. Here's your host, Cameron Ellen Terrell. Welcome to Tranos and the Lived Experience. I'm your host, Cameron Eline Maharet Jarrell, a.k.a. Tranos. Say that shit with your whole chest, or I will purposefully put raisins in the potato salad. This is Tranos and the Lived Experience, the show that couldn't be bothered with undergarments. Wink, wink. You know what that means. Uh, my melons are free. Um, today's episode is called Disrespectful. Um, today's episode is brought to you as always by the meeting of music and marijuana. Today's strain of choice is Gorilla Glue Original Glue, or also known as GG4 and Gorilla Glue Number Four. It's a, a potent hybrid marijuana strain that delivers heavy-handed euphoria and relaxation, leaving you feeling glued to your couch. Thus, the name Gorilla Glue. Uh, Gorilla's Glue's chunky, resin-covered buds fill the room with pungent, earthy, and sour aromas. This should be accompanied with today's musical inspiration, Resurrection by Fear Factory. Fear Factory is a huge influence in like my musically, like uh, musical youth. I was a huge fan. I went and seen them literally a dozen times. Um, so while well, listening to this episode, if you need something to be playing in the background, I choose Resurrection by Fear Factory. Let's get into today's episode. Today's episode is called Disrespectful. And what I really want to talk about is uh, I've been like kind of like brainstorming my existence lately, just kind of thinking about how things have changed and how my transition has affected my life positively and negatively. Ultimately, being authentic is the most free that I've ever felt, but at the exact same time, that freedom comes at a cost. And the cost 90% of the time is the level of respect I receive throughout the day. My typical day is uh, largely molded around avoidance of people, specifically cis men, more specifically white cis men, and sadly, black cis men as well. Just kind of thinking back on like what I perceived respect to be when I was able to identify as male. And in the case of men, most of the time, I find that respect is a really thinly veiled thing. Yeah, I mean, you hear men talk about respect all the time. You hear them talk about how they don't feel respected, how they don't respect another person, how they don't respect ideas, how they don't respect difference. Like you hear about those things like all the time. Now, how those things show up in real life? Let's give you a scenario. So this week, um, I don't know if I've brought it up on air because I don't like airing my dirty grievances regarding my actual real life. My ceiling in my bathroom apartment caved in like three months ago. I had to literally call code enforcement and um, the Monroe County like um, inspectors and have them come out and look at my house. Uh, before the landlord did anything. So the landlord started work and I'm doing air quotes because you can't see me um, started work 
by spraying spray foam into the three holes in my ceiling where sky can apparently be seen without windows. Um, they spray spray foam and they're not covering anything. They really just like kind of are doing the bare minimum to pass code with this thing. There's eight different violations. Now that's getting off topic. Let's get back to the situation. So there's a mold problem because of the amount of water and things that have seeped through these holes into the ceiling and into the walls and floors of my apartment. It has kind of been like um, affecting me medically and I wanted something done about it. So I reported it to my landlords. They said no. I reported it to the Monroe County um, Health, um, whatever his name is, his name. I'm, you know, what? I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to say his name. Not yet. Um, I was referred to him. I called him. He immediately tried to mansplain to me how to pronounce my name. He also um, mansplained how because my name uh, sounds different that I should be more forgiving to people when they make mistakes. Because all I said was, um, excuse me, that's not my name. Uh, he called me Carmen. Um, he continued to call me Carmen. This was on a phone call with two witnesses and like he was corrected and he gaslit me immediately because uh, cis white men perception of how much respect you deserve is always dependent on who's listening to them. They feel like the room temperature is cool enough for them to be disrespectful to you. They will. Um, he had no idea that there were witnesses sitting here listening. So he just kind of like brushed off my name in existence immediately. He also tried to explain I'm a health professional and my other jobs before becoming trans before being hit by a bolt of trans lightning that turned me into the tightness that you are listening right now. Um, he tried to explain mold to me and how it works and how it affects respiratory function. Uh, I explained to him that I was a medical professional and I understood how mold works and that's why I wanted it to be looked at and tested. Um, he, we scheduled for a Tuesday because that's when I was free. This last Tuesday that just came up. On Monday morning at 9 o'clock, him and the landlord representation in the form of their maintenance workers uh, showed up to my apartment. Um, we were scheduled for 10 o'clock on Tuesday. They showed up at 9 o'clock on Monday. When I let him know that we were scheduled to meet on Tuesday, he dismissed me stating that that was what we scheduled, that we, that's what we confirmed with each other, and stated that he had sent me an email over the weekend telling me that he would have to come on Monday. I did not receive said email. Said email did not show up until he got to my door. Um, he dismissed me. I'm like... We're here now. Let's just go look at the thing. So he goes to look at this thing. There's a hole in the ceiling. There's a huge hole in the ceiling. So he walks back into my apartment. He looks into this thing, right? And he starts telling me what's wrong visibly with what's happening with the ceiling, which we already know. There's holes in the ceiling. They're visible. Um, the inspector came out for the structure. You are here for the mold. He then began to give me his critiques on the structure and refused to talk about the mold. Um, he said it was mildew, wood, mildewed wood. Um, and that's the entirety of the ceiling. It's made of wood that's like literally like 100 years old and it's collapsing and chipping and dusting. It's not like whole wood anymore. So instead of taking a sample and testing the actual mold, he explained to me how to wash the wood and allow them to put more drop ceilings to cover it. Um, I told him that that was the problem that they were called for there initially because the drop ceilings keep uh, 
falling in because they keep getting wet because there's holes in the ceiling. So uh, he then begins to go back to talking about the mold. This misses what I was saying. Um, and I asked him to leave my home after that. Uh, I walk him to the door. There's no altercation. There's no yelling. There's no screaming. I simply explained to him that due to the fact that he dismissed everything that I was saying and he did not allow me to answer his questions, that he did not come to do his job in good faith and I wanted him to leave. Uh, he gets to the front door and in typical white man fashion, he walks down the stairs putting about 10 to 12 feet between him and myself. Mind you, he's bigger than I am. Um, and he takes his mask off so that he can grin at me and says, maybe we should call the police. Uh, I don't understand what was going through his mind at that time. I don't understand. But this is just another example of how men will also uh, weaponize police against uh, minorities, people of color, homosexuals, uh, trans people. They will weaponize the police for no other reason other than that somebody shut them down or they weren't heard or they were being problematic and they were being asked to stop. So he threatened to call the cops on me and I sat there and I thought about it. Like he weaponized the police against me because I asked him to leave my house because he continuously disrespected me in my home. A thing that men are constantly up in arms about. Nobody disrespects me in my home, but you came to mine and did it though. Like I really don't understand the mindset of some people that just kind of walk out of their house and they decided they're going to disrespect you and any pushback, uh, no matter how kind it comes off, no matter how thoughtful and 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 um and withdrawn you are about the onset of a very real anger that you feel around them, you are gaslit into this like low level of respect for them that they didn't even have for you. Like he he was willing to call the cops on me because I told him that he could not disrespect me in my home that he would not continually speak over me and that he was there to do a singular job, not to explain how uh, old structures age and wither over time. Like mold is mold and mold affects my breathing. I have to run humidifiers. I don't know if you hear them in the recording. They, they constantly have to be running here. But that that instance just brought me to like how respect levels for me by people in public have visibly changed. Um, I get called names a lot. I get asked about my body parts a lot. Um, I, I'm an assistant um, to a real estate agent while I'm learning real estate. Um, shout out to Danny Palador. Uh, that's my people. That's my friend. Um, she took me to go look at a home. And this guy on the onset decided that he wasn't going to respect anything that was a feminine presenting thing. He kept cutting her off. Um, he kept looking me up and down. He stared at my tits like for 10 minutes. Um, uh, we got into a conversation about me being transgender thinking then that, that, that would kind of shut him down and bring him back to reality. And he just, he literally said some like low key problematic things like, oh, transgenders, whatever they call themselves. I'm like, look, like I'm not here to speak about my existence as some debatable ideology with you. And I can't help but think that if I was still presenting as a 250 pound professional wrestling man that you wouldn't be so easy to dismiss the things I say. 
So going back to what I was saying in the beginning in the conversation, I believe that the way men uh, balance uh, respect or like equate respect, there's a certain level of fear involved in it. Fear of repercussions from other males. I've noticed that like when I'm being disrespected, it's always a matter of uh, contention. There's always the benefit of the doubt. But when I get disrespectful, I'm not given that same respect. I'm not given that same allowance. Um, professional wrestling has been a really big part of my life for a very long time. And I am uh, settling into the winding down of that in my career and things like that. And it is mainly because of the stark differences in how I'm treated as a trans woman in a locker room. Uh, my legacy is always in question. Nobody's really wants to talk to me about things that make them uncomfortable, but are just an everyday occurrence for me. Um, there's um, a lot of talks about legacy and tradition. And in those conversations, I am rarely considered. I, 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 I literally sacrificed a whole lot of my life to help build this legacy. And because I now identify as something that makes people uncomfortable, I can't have regular conversations with people anymore. Like I can't, like I don't get the benefit of the doubt. I don't get the respect of a phone call. I don't get messages. I don't get asked or told to do anything in, in great detail. And it's made me feel really uncomfortable with being in the back of a locker room when there aren't other trans people present. Like, uh, like present. It's to the point now where I kind of feel like there needs to be another trans person there so they could witness how I'm being treated because there's even a difference between trans people based upon solely passing privilege. When I appeared to be something that was more binary, I was taken into consideration a little bit more than I am now. We also have to factor in the fact that this entire time um, during this career, I've also been black. So there have been lots of situations where I was like excluded solely for the color of my skin. Now I'm being excluded solely for the color of my skin, my gender identity, and uh, my public representation of said identity. Um, it's just really fucked up that I have to expect a disrespectful like interaction almost one, two times a day. And then you ask yourself, like, is that like going to be like what my life is like? And no, it's not going to be that way because I'm, I've resided to, I am going to return disrespect with disrespect. Um, I'm going to speak freely about how I feel. I'm going to speak freely about what will not be done to or around me. Um, I will be loud when I'm excluded. I will make sure everyone realizes that that is what ha is happening. Um, what you do after that is your business. I just want everybody to know that um, I'm not walking around looking to disrespect anyone. And I'm really tired of defending myself from it. Uh, for a plethora of things, my name, the color of my skin, how my passing privilege, weight gain and loss over the period of time, not looking feminine enough by other people's standards, having to explain my name is something that's super exotic when it's just a name 
Like, I don't, like, just pronounce my name correctly. Some of you motherfuckers out here who play that name game thing with me have, like, three W's and six Z's in your name and act like it's hard to say Camrayin. It's not hard. If your last name is Bajikowski, like, come on. Let's stop acting like it's some unknown, like, unattainable like, tongue to call me by my correct name. And, like, the argument over my pronouns are, it's over. The the argument over my pronouns is over. I'm not going to sit up to the table and allow any more conversations about what you need to get used to. It has been more than half a decade. Fuck you. I'm not going to be made to feel uncomfortable for the sake of your comfort. We all going to be uncomfortable. That's a thing that you should think about from here on out. Random men who walk up to me on the street, I have this week armed myself with a taser. I felt the need to because the instances of just blatant, targeted, like disrespect in public spaces with complete strangers is, is too damn high. I've been groped by people. I have been whispered about and threatened in grocery stores. I went to the store in my neighborhood because they got the dope chopped cheese. Shout out to 999-999. You know what I'm saying? Um, I went there to get the chopped cheese, and I was standing in line. There's a bunch of people in there. Some guy bumps into me, realizes that I have tits, reaches out, touches them, and goes, are those actual fucking tits? And, like, I literally had to charge up the taser for him to realize that he did just sexually assault me. He doesn't have the right to touch me. Uh, disrespect will be answered with disrespect in the form of a bolt of lightning. I've really uh, been doing some thinking with the growth of Tranos and I wanted um, to kind of build another space where I can uh, relax and actually like have um, fun conversations and not have to consistently talk about trans trauma and massage noir and the the existence of uh, toxic masculinity and how trans bodies are treated in those spaces i'm i'm just really kind of tired of it it all kind of leads back to just a an air of disrespect when i was gabriel saint when i identified as jarell um you cross the line, I'd give a look, it'd be over. I, uh, you'd cross the line, i explain my side to you, it'd be over. And I have to think that all of that was kind of based on a small amount of fear. So I say this, the thing that made you afraid of me did not transition. I did. The skill set that made you respect me still exists. The traditions that we shared you forfeited um the character is the exact same except for happier i, I wonder how other trans people specifically i kind of want to hear from trans men i want to understand how you navigate masculine spaces now how has that been affecting you have you noticed a large difference in the amount of respect that you receive in those spaces have you noticed a lot less attention based upon what you are or have you noticed an, an, an uptick in attention when someone either you disclose to them or they find out you're trans do you feel like something about the relationship kind of changed or that they're more prone to like 
disrespecting you? Do you like I, if you do reach out to us on our social medias, they'll be at the top of the bio for this episode. Um, really, it is a deep question that I have because it's just like it's so start. It's so staunch of a, a, a switch in the levels. Like I remember people looking me in my eyes. I remember people wanting to have conversations and joke with me. I remember um, being informed about things that were going on around me, being included in things. And it was like literally like and another thing that I get is because I'm so vocal about trans rights and black rights now that they uh, let's be real i've always been that way but now everybody like pays attention to what i'm saying because that's generally the message that i'm putting out without fear since i came out beforehand i i would speak on uh, the plight of being black in professional wrestling i would speak on the plight of being black in rochester new york just nobody wanted to hear my voice now that people are kind of hearing my voice it, it's almost like they're acting like i'm doing this for the first time i assure you i have been an advocate for the, the black existence the lived existence the trans existence and the queer existence as long as you've known me you just haven't been paying attention and that still isn't a reason for you to disrespect or exclude me and the only people who would do such a thing is either people who are inadvertently like just trying to like put themselves in situations that are only comfortable for them or people who are purposefully only putting themselves in situations that are comfortable for them i can't choose which one you fall into but i can tell you without a shadow of a doubt that as of today um Tranos, a.k.a. CEO of the fucking Amazon style, B.K.A. A girl Gaston. I'm not playing no fucking games with y'all no more. If you disrespect me, I'm disrespecting you. If you want to fight, I do, too. If you want um, to argue back and forth, we can do that. If we want to do a, a, a listing of insults towards each other, let's let's go. But what I'm not going to do is swallow your bullshit anymore. I'm not going to internalize your bullshit anymore. Let's call it what it is and move on. But like the level, like there's a certain amount of respect, like that's not old to me, but like there's a certain amount of respect that you give to other human beings. And that's really all I'm asking for. I thought that it was going to be more angsty and angry, but I just don't have the energy for it. It'll be, let's be real. Like I I dedicate too much of my energy to dealing with y'all bullshit and I need that reserve. I'm calling upon that reserve now. And I think other trans people who kind of get the gist of what I'm talking about right now, because to some cis people, this will sound like ramblings. If you get the gist of what I'm saying right now, then you've been exerting too much of your energy on the same things too. And I'm telling you, it's okay to be like, fuck those people. I'm also telling you it's okay. Uh, and there is a right time to return disrespect. If someone is hell-bent on disrespecting you for things that you cannot control and things that you're tired of explaining to them, then it's time to be disrespectful back. It's time to be sarcastic. It's time for the little quips. It's time It's time to match energy. And with that being said, I'm going to take a hit of this Gorilla Glue. If you hear my lighter clicking or me coughing, be an adult about it, please.
well. All right. So where were we in the conversation before I took that sticky, icky hit? That shit was fucking dope. Um, shout out to fucking exotics for this strain of Glorilla Glue. This shit is sick. Yeah, it's okay. There is a right time to return disrespect. And you don't have to live a life of vengeance. At first, like, I was on some, like, revenge I seek shit, which uh, if you listen to past episodes, that's literally, like, one of my life mottos. Like, revenge. I seek revenge. That's a warning to people who would cross me. Um, not so much anymore. Not so much anymore. I would rather cleanly sever something that with an ugly conflict than to uh, constantly absorb small microaggressions from people and to be excluded with no effort or, or to be like thought as less than or like like I want to I, I want to say this. And this is a part of the disrespect that I've received. This is a mixture of both. Uh, if you look around at the achievements that your group of friends um, has made and you purposefully exclude someone based upon their sex based upon their, uh, their gender, based upon their race, based upon their religion, you're the terrible person. If you look at your crew and they're all the same people, you're a little problematic. If you set a goal and that goal is reached by the collective, but you only acknowledge one demographic from that group, you're the fucking problem. Check, like we, we talked about it in past episodes as well. Check your Facebook friends list. If you have three black friends that you can count on one hand that you haven't talked to in months, but you will bring up in a conversation, you're tokenizing them and you are part of the problem. You're the disrespectful one. So when they come to realization of what you do and they address you about it, remember this moment where I told you straight up with no ties to you, no risk of any friendship, that you're the problem. You're the problem. People walk around and they they believe that conformity is the way. So they believe that everybody is like them. We live in this thing where everybody's the main character now. I mean, that's great to live in that narrative, is I guess. But to walk around and not be like cognizant of other people's existence, I just I don't, I don't know how to fathom that. And like to try not to have any negative effect on other people. I, I purposefully wake up in the morning and I'm like, hey, I don't want to have a negative effect on the world today. On anyone. From the smallest creature to the toughest bro, I don't want to cause any fucking trouble with anyone. But there are some people who just wake up and they choose a violence, chaos, destruction, and disrespect every chance they get. This is your warning. Um, we slap hoes. I don't know how else to say it. I mean, I want to translate it in the nineties. Um, F. Uh, I slap hoes hard. And I don't feel any fucking, I don't feel like bad at all afterwards because I allow so much disrespect on a daily basis that you should just approach me thinking that that moment is the moment that I'll snap. I have to swallow so much shit. I have to correct names and then not argue after they decide to double down. I have to correct someone regarding my gender at least, at least 24 times a day. Some of these people have known me for years. Um, I have to deal with strangers objectifying me, weighing my body against a cis woman's for, and, and, and titling it real versus fake. 
that happens. I I have to deal with uh, some of you bitches um, coming up to me and giving me uh, girl advice uh, or how to woman advice one on one. Um, I'm doing it. That's what I'm doing right now. I'm womaning, and it it might look very different, sound very different, be very different from how you would do it, and that's okay. I didn't ask for your advice. When I do ask for help from cis women, it is more often than not, not answered. But when I don't want the help, when I'm feeling good about myself or I've done something that I like or I'm wearing something that makes me feel comfortable and gives me that slight euphoria to like get through the dysphoria that is my everyday life. And then you want to give me a lipstick advice as a complete fucking stranger also touching me with your hands in the middle of a line at Walmart. Um, it's disrespectful and I'm tasing bitches for that shit. That's what's happening now. I mean, that's what's happening now. I'm tasing bitches for that shit. Uh, I didn't ask. Um, I don't want you touching me. Uh, keep the six feet between us, COVID bitch. Fuck off. Uh, oh, yeah, you welcome to womanhood, bitches. I was born in 1980. Get it? Can I have a baby? No. There's a lot of women who can't have babies. Do I experience uh, a, a, a bleeding cycle every two weeks? No, I do not. Do I experience a hormone cycle every two weeks? Yes, I do. Um, cramps, bloating, um, misogyny, um, the, the pay gap. I experience it as well. I'm a homosexual, pansexual, black, trans woman. Yeah, I experienced the gap, too. I have to experience toxic masculinity. Um, I have to experience physical attacks. I mean, we do have a lot in common. We should also still share that lack of need for objectification. Like, neither one of us need to be objectified by anyone. Uh, people do it to cis women all the time. Uh, cis women then turn around and do it to us. Um, yeah, we taste some bitches for that shit. Uh, disrespect will be paid with disrespect. Feel how you're going to feel about it. Um, cry to your mama about it. Argue with your daddy. Because I don't give a fuck anymore. Um, I have chosen in my pursuit of this uh, enterprise, which is known as uh, my life and uh, this show, Tranos the Lived Experience. And I have decided I don't need to walk around with that anymore. Because a lot of that stuff is shouldered by me because in those moments, I want to remain the civil one because I want to be seen as the good one. Here's the thing. There are no heroes. And I've resided to be just as big of a villain as you choose to be that day. I am matching your energy. I am matching your disrespect. And I, I do. I'm a bit of an overachiever. So I might up the ante a little bit. So just just, just say. Um, just give me a wide breath. As they say. Uh, this felt good today. Um, it's really good getting back in the studio. And just doing the podcast. We've been doing some twitches lately. Like getting the show uh, set up. And the stream set up. Talking about some concepts. Um, if you want to know more about that, just check us out at twitch.tv forward slash new queer order um, dot com. And then um, come check us out. We will be let, putting out the schedule pretty soon to let you know when we will be on the air. It's just going to be a chiller vibe. It's going to be kind of like a, just a hang out with me. 
Maybe you want to smoke me weed. Maybe you want to play video games. Maybe I'll have some guests on and we'll just shoot the shit and just kind of have a chill day. And it's it, when you need to come back for that education, when you need to come back to hear more stern things, uh, the podcast will still be here. I'm going to be doing both simultaneously. And with that being said, my name is Trenos, a.k.a. Kamrain Elin Maharet Jarrell, but you better call me Trenos. Or I'm going to recycle one from the past. I swear to you, I will DDT you at your child's graduation. This is Trenos in the lived experience, the show that is returning disrespect with disrespect. Uh, Taser set on stun. Peace.